because, because I'm a hot girl. I do hot shit. Because I'm a hot girl. Welcome to the Hot Girl Agenda. This is your uh, second favorite femme, Yessie, uh, joined by your first favorite femme, Rara. Rara, what's up? Why are we ranking each other now? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) What is this internalized patriarchal bullshit? Sorry, I'm, I'm becoming authoritarian now. It's it's all it's all a ranking system. I'm trad now. Yeah, Yeah. trad now. PRB turning trad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't see this but i'm wearing like the longest flowing skirt um, oh nice and that that's how you rate your tradness is like how long your skirt is so, like, right and how high feet. high your neckline is oh so. yeah it's like a turtleneck that just looks like an uncircumcised dick your hair is like barely <laughs> popping out it's just like all the way up to, like my lower <laughs> chin oh i'm so gonna find a fucking turtleneck like that oh, i'm uh, doing it it's called Fashion Sweaty. Um, so yeah, we have it's a Christian really Girl great, Fall. Yeah, Christian Girl Fall. We have a really great show for you today. I am so excited um, to uh, introduce our guest. We have with us today Flynn Nichols, who is a lot of things, but we're going to be talking about one of his huge projects, uh, Donut Friend United. Flynn, how are you today? Uh, I'm great. Thanks for uh, thanks for adding me to the agenda. It's so good to have you. We always have time on the agenda for talking labor and talking mid two thousands mid tier emo bands. So you know. <laughs> oh shit! That is like all of my everything that I love. <laughs> yeah, <So>. exactly. <laughs> Throw a little like like um, Italo house in there, and then it's like welcome to the Yessie brain. <laughs> yeah. Real good shit. Real good shit. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get right. Oh, but b- before we do, mm-hmm. I just want to one more time plug our Patreon. Um, you know, your support is so critical to help us uh, continue to do what we do. Um, you can, uh, Rara, what's the Patreon uh, URL it's again? Patreon.com slash hot girl agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we still doing those? Wait, are we still doing the promo? That's over, right? Um, I, I stopped the promo, but we might do it again. So the whoever subscribed at the $1 level for our last promo, good job. You made it. You made it in. Yay. You're an exclusive. You're a very small tier and you're a very small club, but you get all our fucking bonus shit and all the cool Patreon stuff we do. So that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm glad we were all able to uh, provide some provide some entertainment for y'all for a dollar a month. That That's dope. <laughs> Yeah, but even if you didn't make the promo, um, it's still only three or five dollars to to support our work and um, get all of that key bonus content. There's like videos on there. There's, um, you know, every other episode is a bonus episode. Uh, Plus, occasionally we'll put up, you know, other kinds of content as well. So um, if you love the show, if you love us, if you love us, you'll support us. So give us your money. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I love the spiel. I love it. Yeah. Um, conditional love here. Give it to <laughs> So, uh, so Flynn, since you are new to the, new to the show, um, so what we do is we like to start out the episode by talking about what hot girl shit we did in the past week. Um, so, and obviously hot girl can be inclusive of all, of all genders. So this week you're a hot girl. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, Flynn, what hot girl shit did you do this week? Uh, well, it's an honor just to be nominated. Uh, I, <laughs> um, fuck, what hot girl shit did I do? Everything you do is hot girl shit. Honestly, oh, cool. oh, great. Um, uh, uh, Flynn's like, I woke up. Yeah, I woke up. I ate breakfast. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know, I've watched, uh, I've watched watching Voyager. That is hot girl that shit. That is such hot girl shit. There's like, okay, so like, we're t- we were talking about dudes rocking, but like on Voyager, there is like ladies, dudettes rocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ladies take over Voyager. I'm watching DS9 right now, and that's a pretty good mix of dudes rocking slash dudettes rocking, so definitely cool yeah um yeah voyager watching voyager is always some hot shit watching star trek is sexy it really is comfy space show janeway is the most is the captain kirkiest of all the the captains i think yeah she's definitely got swagger which i feel like could be said of a lot of the captains she's like not afraid of her swagger like she doesn't really like hold back she's very like Mm, yeah. You know? Plus, it's like plus it's like that that meme, the right way, the wrong way, the Jane way is like they say that for a reason. Like, she'll be fucking doing shit just because she like my favorite thing about Jane way. Here's my fucking favorite thing about Jane way. She be doing shit that's like really destructive because of her selfish tendencies or like wanting to like explore or whatever. And then at the end, she'll do this really dramatic like, oh, my heart is heavy because I did this fucked up thing. It's like, bitch, you could have just not did the fucked up thing. You could have just not. Yeah, what I what I love about Voyager is like, I mean, I'm I'm like on like season three right now, and I'm not even like already they're like meeting aliens, being like, oh, you're the spaceship that's like flying around fucking up everybody's shit, <laughs> like. What the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> you fucking imperialist pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, fucking. What I love about Voyager is that they got a, a girl captain, a hot girl captain, but they also fit a girl's name into her last name, just so you know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Captain Janeway. Because, <laughs> like, what kind of name is Janeway? Like, is it supposed to be an Earth name? I don't remember what her backstory was. She's like vaguely Irish. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I've never heard of the last name Janeway though, except in that show. Have you? I yeah, I've only ever heard Janeway in in the Voyager. Oh context. my god! So they really did. They're just like we have to we have to let everyone know she's a girl, even with her last name. Yeah. So <laughs> extra girl. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go with like a hyphenated thing to, to like really show off her being Irish because they just love having like, I, I don't know, understand how it's like 3,000 years in the future and we still have like French people, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, see, you can tell it's the future because the French person, Jean Luc Picard, has a British accent. Yeah. So, like, clearly, it's, he's like very cosmopolitan. Yeah, all the French people sound British. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> this is the communist or communism we dreamed about the space communism like french people sounding british <laughs> Fuck. Uh, they should have a pacific islander captain like a really really like unrelatable like really small culture they should just make a chamorro uh hell like, yeah Star well, Tra- like i flynn i'm chamorro i'm saying that i'm saying this because i'm chamorro i'm not just like randomly dissing <laughs> pacific islanders <laughs> I just think it'd be really fun to be like, oh, we have like a 
a Maori captain, yeah. right? And like, <laughs> I mean, that would, yeah, that would be awesome. And then there has to be an episode about like them on the holodeck doing like Maori like war chants and stuff. That'd be so sick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would hope that they get a better consultant than they did for uh, Chakotay. Um, Fucking Chakotay. Like, is he like referencing Kiche? Like indigenous people in South America? Is he from like Pueblo? Like, what is Chakotay? He's he, no. He's just like. What if he's like just some dude with a facial tribal tat? <laughs> like, <laughs> so Mike Tyson? Is he just Mike Tyson? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, he's not even from Earth. He just likes tribal tats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Lord. yeah. That, like, I read that because um, I was, you know, I was deep in a uh, reading up about Star Trek, like I do, and uh, yeah, I just like read the whole thing about how the, they hired a consultant because they wanted to get like an accurate depiction of an indigenous person for Chakotay, but the person they hired, like, was not. He was, like, a guy who was pretending to be indigenous and, like, made his whole career on pretending to be indigenous and was just, like, a fake indigenous guy. Holy shit. And so he just... Why is this such a fucking thing? I don't understand. Yeah, like... And, and yeah, so they were just like, yeah, we'll hire this guy. Uh, And it turned out, yeah, he was not... He was not legit. Um, oh so, God. yeah, Chicote is just based on whatever this dude, like, made up, I guess. Oh, my which God. Which sucks. That is, wow, that really, that's so much worse than the joke that I had made. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I'm so, like, I love that every episode we end up talking about fucking Star Trek in some way. That's, that's just so on brand for us. Uh, <laughs> good, good uh hga lore we yeah. love we love the track yes yeah so i guess uh, so flynn you watched voyager mm-hmm. um yesi what was your hot girl shit yo so my hot girl shit this week is i got my hair done but that's not the hot girl shit although it does look mm-hmm. popping except right now y'all i just have it up in a bun but like it does look popping so i got my hair done and i go to this salon in echo park it's like you know it's whatever and this older guy walks in uh, while I'm getting my hair done. Uh, and he comes and just starts chatting up my, my hairstylist and me. And, um, you know, we're ta- he starts telling us this story about the, um, this ceramic- ceramicist from Biloxi, Mississippi named P- uh, George Orr. And he's in his amazing art. And he pulls out his phone. And we're just chatting and, like, having, like, a, a nice old time. And he's like, well, I'm going to go out the back. I was like, to my after he left, to my hairstylist, I was like, who was that? And she's like, oh, that's the owner of the building, Pete Shire. Pete fucking Shire of the Memphis Design Group. Pete fucking Shire came in and just chatted me up for like 40 minutes wow. while I was getting my hair done. Like, And then, and then as I was leaving, he was outside um, taking pictures of his studio because he owns the building and his studio is in the back of the hair salon. And I was walking out and he was like, wow, your hair looks really nice and it matches your sweater. And I was just like this famous artist that whose work, body of work that I love so much just told me my hair was nice and it matched my sweater. So that feels like pretty hot girl shit. That is hot girl shit. I'm that's very cool. And I only know about Memphis design since like I started looking at at interior design like two months ago but mm-hmm. wow fun yeah so cool that is some hot girl shit yeah a famous artist telling you your haircut looks good damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well that was my hot girl shit i did this week i did like i had a really bad disaster on my head for a couple months i was very depressed so i wasn't doing anything with my hair and i didn't get a haircut for like three months 
So it was growing out real weird looking. So I finally got it taken care of yesterday and I feel so much better about myself. It, it so. looks phenomenal. Like I Thank you. love the cut, the color, that icy blonde. Is that like... Yeah, it's like a sil- it's like a silvery blonde. You can't yeah. tell because my crappy webcam, but um, it looks really dope. I feel like Switch from The Matrix. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> it it looks good. It looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so fucking like irritating. Uh, how stereotypical I am as a hot girl that like a new haircut will really make me feel so much better about myself and I hate that capitalism does this to our brains but um, you know I do feel better (laughs) cool so uh, now that we've talked about what kind of hot girl shit we did this week let's talk about why Flynn is here let's set the scene up Um, you are here because of a thing called Donut Friend United can you explain to us a little bit about what Donut Friend United is? Um, I hope so. Uh, so, <laughs> so Donut Friend United was a uh, a union effort that I was a part of for the last. Uh, I can't remember how. You know, I have no perception of time anymore. Uh, it was like a what year. What is time? Time's a flat circle. Yeah, uh, it it was like it was like a year and a half. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, I used to work at mm-hmm. a place called Donut Friend in Los Angeles, uh, which is a vegan donut shop that is uh, was started by uh, this guy, Mark Trombino, who used to be in uh, post-hardcore band Drive Like Jehu. He was a drummer, right? Yeah, he was a drummer. Yeah. And he uh, and then he went on to be a producer, and he produced... Um, Dude Ranch by Blink-182. He produced Bleed American by Jimmy at World. And he's... He also did the other good uh, Jimmy World record, right? I I can't remember off the top of my head, but me might have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a... What was it called? It was called Clarity. Yeah, Clarity. The one with like every song is 15 minutes. That shit was (laughs) popping. And I hate him because I love that record so much. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I tell I tell people like I'm like oh yeah he produced Fleet America and they're like fuck yeah so um, so yeah then he I guess he you know got a lot of money from uh, the middle and decided he was going to open up a donut shop in Los Angeles which already has like three thousand donut shops. Um, Los Angeles, the epicenter of Cambodian and Vietnamese donut shops, yeah. like literally like just like. Oh God! What a fucking. I was gonna say, um, I, I I read vegan donut shop and I was like, I I don't really, I mean, vegan donuts sound good, but I don't know how you distinguish yeah, um, yourself from other. I mean, like I, guess, I will say, right? the donuts like you eat one, you're like this because you know sometimes you eat like a vegan thing. Like I I stopped eating meat a couple years ago, but I was like sometimes you eat like a vegan or vegetarian thing. You're like, yeah, this is not what it's supposed to be. But like these donuts, like they taste <laughs> like legit donuts. But um. Yeah, so uh, so I think the first Donut Friend location opened up in Highland Park in, in I don't know, probably like almost a decade ago at this point. Um, Damn. And yeah, and, and and then he opened up a location in uh, downtown, and then he opened up an ice cream store uh, last year uh, in Silver Lake. So. So pretty successful franchising or whatever. Yeah, like the Highland Park store in a non pandemic year was pulling in like two million in sales a year holy shit just the one shit yeah so yeah it's doing pretty good (laughs) uh 
uh, good enough to open two, yeah, like the downtown store and the ice cream store he opened up within like a year, a year and a half of each other. So it's like, Damn. yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got money. Um, so uh, I got hired there, started working there like fall of 2019 and I've worked service and retail like my whole life uh they're all the same fucking job <laughs> like um i've worked yeah i've worked for like really small places i've worked for like you know gazillion dollar multinational corporations like i used to work at starbucks and they you get treated the same regardless of where you're working uh i yeah i really hate the like oh this is like a small business and like also like a cool small you know the thing about donut friend like all the donuts are named after like punk bands and stuff like that so people are like oh it's like a cool oh punk man donut store. yeah that's even yeah that's even more egregious you know <laughs> i know and appropriating like you can't assembly. be that guy yeah. <laughs> um you can't be the punk rock donut shop guy and then be a shitty yeah. to laborers like what the um yeah yeah you would think <laughs> uh so so like tell us tell us what it was like working there like what what was it like tell us about like what was going on and like mm-hmm. i want to know like also like what was your breaking point like when were you like this fucking cannot stand yeah i mean i broke a long time ago uh the, <laughs> where <laughs> just want you know work in general but um uh like yeah because he like even when i got hired i'm like okay this is like a minimum wage like food service job it's not my first one of these yeah like even just like starting to work there i was like i don't know it'd be cool to like try to unionize this place uh (laughs) just because like i don't know like have you ever have you ever started a job and you're like oh fuck i'm working (laughs) it's just like you're like i guess i'm doing this again yeah and because i don't know that's kind of been because i like i don't know sometimes you have like a honeymoon period you're like okay new job like blah blah blah. it's not so bad and then you're like actually no this sucks shit um totally like every other oh it just sucks in a different way than my last (laughs) job it's just like oh i just (laughs) i'm sucking in a new location yeah yeah Yeah. i've just relocated and i'm still miserable (laughs) yeah like i so one, so the thing, one of the things that they had when I started there, because I was working in front of house, um, they used to have like a DIY donut bar, which like they shut down during COVID, and like the owner was like, ah, we're probably not going to do this again because it was like a huge money sink. Yeah, so they used to have like this DIY donut bar where you like people could come in and be like, I want to customize my donut, and then there's just like a bar. It was like a fucking subway bar, <laughs> but with like different fillings and like, glazes and and you know whatever uh also like that's when i this is the thing too where people are like oh this isn't like a you know food service isn't a real job blah 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 but like even just from somebody coming in and be like i want to make a donut and then just be like oh you don't even know how like a donut is made (laughs) like fuck they would like tell me to do something like put filling in it i'm like okay cool did that and they're like put glaze on it all right you should ask me to do the glaze first yeah it was just like there was like an order to it where it was like, yeah, this isn't, this is just going to be a fucking like slop mess <laughs> if, if I continue as per your instructions. Like, it's not going to look good. Um, Did you ever get people and, being like, like, what the fuck is this? Right, yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, this is the garbage that you wanted me to make for you. But here's like, your slop, you idiot. Here's your cream filled <laughs> slop. Yeah. Get out of my here, sight. You, <laughs> you just uh, lob it at their face. <laughs> Um, one time I had a guy come in and he was just like, yeah, do you have like something, do you put like that? He's just like pointing like at the different fillings on it. I'm like, 
like you just like put that on top of the thing. I was like, well, those are fillings. Like those go inside the donut. Uh, oh no, he had asked me for ice cream first. He's like, you put ice cream on the donut, which like is another thing that we did. And I was, but we were out of ice cream, so I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, we're out of ice cream. So he was just like, oh yeah, like just give me like one of those then. And I'm like, they're and he's pointing at the fillings. I'm like, well, those are fillings. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Just like put something goopy on it. I'm like, goopy. Oh god. And I'm like, I like what? look. No, I don't believe in police or prisons, but you're really you're really testing me right now. Uh, um, Go directly to food so, jail. Yeah, they, it would be uh, great if actual food jail was a thing where, like, they're they're like, no, you're gonna sit down and eat these amazing meals and develop a palate, <laughs> and you're gonna get yeah, better taste. Like food yeah, rehabilitation yeah. center. Yeah, like a taste yeah, bud just, rehabilitation yeah. center. <laughs> They're just going to tell you how food works. Uh, but yeah, like, so like people would come in and like you'd have to make these donuts and then, or there, there's also all these like off menu items that we, we could really only make on the bar that people would get it. And you're like trying to do it correctly in front of like a person who's watching you and also probably filming you for their Instagram oh, stories. No. Oh, God. You're like, like, I'm a donor friend. I'm like, don't, stop pointing, don't look at me. <laughs> like, I don't want to be perceived <laughs> while I'm doing this. And, and it's just like, you know, and, and it's just like, yeah, we're just regular, like, you know, food service stuff where people are just like, you're like, oh, I'm not <laughs> considered a human being in this, mm-hmm. you're uh, just a prop. In this situation. Uh. Yeah. I'm a prop. You're a, a fun prop, prop that- in the movie yeah. of their lives, these fucking idiots. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had plenty of like awful. I mean, I used to work at Starbucks. I worked at a PayPal call center. I've had plenty of awful <laughs> interactions with people uh, who, yeah, just like don't think that you're a, a human being. But uh, yeah, but like a lot of my coworkers who had been there for a while were also like really frustrated about like, obviously, like the pay is not a livable wage in Los Angeles. Right. Mm-hmm. Hours are really terrible. Uh, there was like a lot of. Yeah, just like either getting like you would either get scheduled, you know, like two weeks in a row or just like not scheduled at all. Yeah. Uh, club waiting. The people I like I had coworkers with like disabilities that weren't getting accommodation. Oh, fuck um, and just like weird like stuff. Yeah, just like and also just yeah, just things where like like there was like safety issues at the store too, mm-hmm. where because uh, pre-pandemic it was open until uh during the 10 at night during the week and then like midnight on the weekends oh God, something like wow, that yeah. so yeah I, I was working at the highland park location and that store is like same block as a lot of bars so like we would get like a lot of drunk people coming in last minute being like can we get donuts and i'm like i wish you would not come in but the, <laughs> uh but yeah it's, it's like so you're closing like really late and like a couple of my coworkers like got attacked like leaving work really late because the management didn't consider that maybe that like it was not particularly safe to leave that oh my God. and like walk back to your car. Yeah. And then and then they're like, oh, well, we're going to have like a buddy system now. And like the buddy system, of course, isn't like enforced or <laughs> like regulated in any kind of way. It so just kind of like the onus on the workers and not yeah, actually to protect like, each other. Like, yeah. What yeah. The fuck? Yeah. So. And, and then, like, you know, there was all sort like, like, people working back of house, you know, uh, the, the Highland Park store is, like, really, really small. And there's all sorts, like, all the stuff in the back is just, like, was just, like, crammed up on, like, shelving and, like, stacked, like, really precariously sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then 
and people back at Fausto would be like, yeah, we need to like do a, <laughs> we need to like have a better shelving situation for right. all this stuff. And then like, yeah, when like the dish, like something fell in one of the dishwashers, he had to go like to urgent care and get stitches because um, it like busted his head. So it was just like a recurring thing where it's like they don't like they weren't doing stuff until something happened. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we should do something about this. It's like, yeah, people have been telling you for like a while <laughs> to. And then like and you know, and then there's like theoretically this like open door policy where it's like, oh, yeah, you can like come to us, talk to, you know, you know, which is like bullshit. Because like, yeah, plenty of people would come in individually, be like, hey, here's a concern I have. Uh, and then they would just be like dismissed outright because the owner's just like, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you can come in and talk all you want, but you're not going to get heard necessarily and nothing's necess- nothing's going to get cha- changed. Right. Um, and like, even like I've, I made suggestions to, pe- to, to management before and they're like, oh yeah, we used to do that. I'm like, why don't we do that anymore? <laughs> like we, like your, your employees shouldn't be having to come to you like every three months for the same shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just like a lot of, a lot of frustration with that kind of stuff. Did you have a high and turnover rate there at all? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no. I was just wondering like, um, did you see a high turnover rate, um, right up until you decided to unionize? Yeah. Like the turnover was pretty high. I mean, there, there are people there, uh, still who've been working there for like two to four years, probably like there are people there who've been working there for a long time, but yeah, like there would be like pretty high turnover, especially, um, front of house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's the thing, other thing too, where people were like, oh yeah, like food service is like the job that you work until you get like your real job or whatever. Right. And it's like, well, there are people whose like entire careers are food service. Mm-hmm. My dad's worked in food service his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, even if it's not your dream career, it should still be like one where you're like, you can pay your bills yeah, <laughs> and not absolutely. feel miserable regardless of how long you're working in it. Yeah. I want to ask you, Flynn, like, I want to get into some of the nitty gritty of like, one of the things that's really important to us is like highlighting actual projects and then and then talking about how it kind of went down so that like, you know, we're talking about real fucking shit and not just like, you know, being up, you know, like theoretical. Um, So I want to know, like, how did y'all get started? Like, mm-hmm. what was the literal like process? What was like Mark's reception of it? And then like, let's get into a little more of the tactical stuff as you once you you know, presented your demands or however you did it. Yeah. um, So we officially started organizing January 2020. It kind of like unofficially started at a, because we had like a staff holiday party in 2019. And um, I know like, why would we organize if we get holiday parties? But (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, but like then we all went to like somebody's house afterward. uh, And it was, it was one of the people like she was quitting. um, And that was like her, like she went she went to the holiday party and like i think that was like her last week there but she was like a a supervisor who like i had worked with a lot and she was like really good about advocating for other like workers and stuff but they like basically forced into a position where she had to quit because like she was bringing up stuff that they didn't (laughs) like want her to talk about uh i guess but yeah it's just like it was another thing too where like anybody who like yeah like voiced some kind of opposition was like immediately on the shit list or whatever but um yeah so we like kind of went to we went to this after party and people were just like venting about work that kind of stuff and i suggested that if you know and people were like complaining about the like write-ups they were getting that kind of thing mm-hmm. and i was like well you know like if they keep a paper trail on you should keep a paper trail on them oh fuck yeah um and write down like all the, all the shit that they do that like the and and people were like yeah that's a really good idea uh and then after that i was like from there kind of went into like okay well you know if we're gonna just start doing paper trail stuff like maybe we can also think about (laughs) 
uh, forming a union. What if um, we kissed while forming a union? <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, we started having our first meetings. Like we formed like an organizing committee, and we started having our, our meetings. Like yeah, in January, uh, and we were you know doing kind of like an assessment of like okay, like who else do we think would be on board with this? Which like I also had, like had the benefit of like working with a bunch of people who mm-hmm. like are general generally pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like you know everybody pretty much gets along, and like people are like you know friends at, at work and that kind of stuff. And like I've, I've definitely worked at places where that's not the case so i got really lucky with that too because yeah people were like genuinely you know like gave a shit mm-hmm, <laughs> about yeah, like mm-hmm. each other so like i did pretty like standard like union organizing thing of like you make a list of like everybody in your shop yeah. and who works where and like what position they work and it's mm-hmm. like what you know how likely do you think they would be on board with mm-hmm. a union yeah which like and that can you know you can when you're starting out and also like i was I mean, compared to other people that I was I was organizing with, like I was still like relatively new, so I didn't sure. know people as well as like other people. Um, like I kind of knew some of the back of house people, but not as well as yeah people I'd been working with. So I was kind of relying on them. You had to get cozy um, real fast. Yeah. So what was what was so so you start this process and you know you you start to get to know people. Like when did you draw your like list of demands and stuff? Like so. Did that yeah. happen bef- like before you presented your letter to to Mark? Like, what was that process like? Yeah, so it w- we kind of kept a running Google Doc of like what would be th- like what would we want to see in the workplace? Like, what what, what changes would we want to see? What do we think could be better? Um, what things do we like actually like about the job that we would like to keep? Mm-hmm. Um, that we would want to see like potentially in a in a union contract yeah and yeah so we just had like a running google doc of stuff and like i told people like you can put whatever the fuck you want in this thing it like we can figure out what's feasible when we get to a negotiation uh if we when we get if we get to a bargaining table with mark that's when we figure out like what's feasible and what's not right and like maybe yeah like maybe we have to like compromise on some of the stuff like maybe we like you know don't get some of these things but like any contract we have is going to be better than what we have right now mm-hmm. which is like nothing <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so when you so when you presented all of this to to mark was it like all of it or was it like did you pare it down so what we did with mark um i should say also like when when so like when covid hit like a lot of people were taking like gave up their shifts because they're like yeah i just like you know don't think it's like safe to work right now and and so he like offered he's like if you want to give up your shifts you can do that but then like the result of that was like people didn't really know if they still had a job for a month and a half or two months um and it was really yeah like really confusing and then like and then he like laid off a bunch of people who wanted to come back Oh, fuck. Just because, yeah, just because he, like, oh, this is the other thing, too, with Mark. Like, he's really, he, and, and, like, he's, like, sorry, guys, I'm, like, really bad with communicating. I'm, like, then don't, then either, like, improve on that or get somebody else to do it for you. And he yeah. had, like, a director of operations who was in charge of scheduling all that stuff, but he, like, let him go. And then he was doing all the stuff, and then, like, he wasn't good at it. Uh, yeah, so just because Stick of, to like, making his- shitty music, bro. <laughs> just kidding. So, and so- sometimes occasionally good music. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, like the, because of like his like poor communication skills, like people like lost their job and at least one person was like probably let go because, uh, she 
like was pretty upfront about like, yeah, I don't think it's safe to even have this store open right now. You should close and let everybody collect unemployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Miranda. She was like the best, <laughs> um, <laughs> nicest, nicest person I've like ever worked with in my life. But um, but yeah, they they let her go, even though she had stated she wanted to come back. So that was suspicious. So yeah, so like a bunch of people got laid off. A lot of those people were like in my organizing committee. So I had to like rebuild the organizing committee and I like wound up cold calling a bunch of people and being like, I don't know if this is gonna (laughs) work. I called like the other thing too, because that was also around when um, they had called the National Guard into Los Angeles Uh um, uh, during the uprisings. And one of my coworkers had got stopped on the way to work by the National Guard because they're like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to work. (laughs) (laughs) And then he had to like prove that he was going to work. What the fuck? yeah, it was fucked up. And so he sent a message to like our work, the work like app that we use for like scheduling and stuff. And he sent a message to everybody being like, yeah, I just got stopped at the National Guard. Just like heads up everybody like that's could happen to you. Mm-hmm. And then that like started a thread of like a bunch of people saying like, hey, like, and uh, you know, letting people know when like they were cutting the bus lines off because of curfew. And mm-hmm. like if you, you know, if you're out past curfew and you need some place to crash, like I live nearby, like, you know, and it was all workers volunteering that and helping each other out and management wasn't in like management was not in that threat at all like yeah did not help (laughs) like uh mark was nowhere to be seen and 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 yeah so like i mean then that for me was you know meaningful because yeah it's like yeah we're looking out for each other and right like why do we need you motherfucker like yeah Yeah. true solidarity Yeah. Um, so then I, I contacted the most anti-cop people I knew uh, from that thread. And we're like, hey, uh, we've been trying to unionize, like, we're, we're, we're like, have a uh, organized committee for, like, starting a union. Do you want to, do you want in? And, um, and yeah, like, just called around some people who are like, I, I knew were kind of, I either, like, had a hunch about or we, some people we had talked about before, be like, oh, yeah, I think this person might be down. So I reached out to them. Uh, and I formed, yeah, and then, like, managed to get a new organizing committee together. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then, like, a lot of people were, I mean, yeah, between that and, like, the layoffs. And um, Mark had also gotten, like, one of the payroll protection program loans. Um, oh, motherfucker. It was, like, we found out it was, like, something like 330000 And we don't know how that money was spent. Um, what a God. piece of shit. He laid off a bunch of people. It's like you were, he had like 50, he had, some, he had like over 50 employees and then he laid off a bunch of them. And then he had like, afterward, he had like 30 and he got that loan to keep like the 50 some people on payroll. No, I don't know where that went. <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah. So I read this article that was in Knock LA and the opening is just like a quote from Mark Trombino saying, you guys are being really shitty right now to... <laughs> yes. To uh, the workers who, after they presented their letter, and I'm yes. just like... Like he's responding to a fucking TikTok reply right? or something. Like, <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Shut up, bitch. You guys are being like, real shitty right now. You're you're yeah. underpaying your workers and creating unsafe conditions. Fuck your feelings, man. Yeah. yeah what, so, a, what an asshole. I'm so sorry yeah. that you had to go through that. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk, um, if you're comfortable, Flynn, I want to talk about your... NLRB case a little bit like how that come about what's you know do you want to can you talk about that do you mean the ULP or just like the hearing yeah the just like what like just big picture like what was it about like what'd you do and this is you know like and and what was Donor Friends United support just like big picture because like the intricacies are a little bit they'll lose people but like the big picture of it 
Yeah. Although I do want to, I, I, I also just to give like a general timeline. So mm-hmm. like we gave, so like a start in January, I, we like kind of reformed the organizing committee over the summer. And then we had like a, we had a letter giving like a broad outline of like, these are the things we're concerned about. And our ask was to have a staff meeting over Zoom to keep in line with COVID precautions, which he was also like really dragging his feet about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we, pre- yeah, we presented him that it was me and like four other people. We went to, to his office at the downtown store. We read the letter out loud to him and like everybody was like really it's it's, you know it's like an assertive but very level-headed letter uh everybody kept their cool like nobody like you know (laughs) flipped out or anything we were all just like very very calm about it uh Mm -hmm. and yeah he said we were being shitty for like even (laughs) yeah for for even bringing these uh bringing these issues up Mm -hmm. um but we were asking for a staff meeting because we hadn't had one since 2019 and that was our holiday party um yeah and then like we we eventually and then right after that, because we said like, you know, because we gave that to him on a Friday, we're like, have something on the calendar by Monday, just like pick a day. And then instead of that, we all had employee reviews. Oh, God. And so he pulled us all in individually. Basic intimidation about. tactics. Yeah. And then but then we finally and then he sent us all like individually sent us like a response, like a, a letter of his own. He was like, I had to talk to my lawyer about this. I'm like, why did you why, like you don't have to talk to your lawyer about like a staff meeting. Like, like, yeah, yeah, he got you got him scared. Yeah. Uh, and then he was just like, yeah, I was like, well, this is what the employee handbook says, which is also like there's stuff in the employee handbook like he doesn't even like follow anymore. Like the, uh-huh. the whole write up system doesn't use it. Uh, and then we finally did have a staff meeting in October in store, like in the locations, which like we had told him and asked him not to do. And then we had come up to the management and been like, hey, we well, shouldn't do this in the store. Mm-hmm. It's like against guidelines shouldn't do it and they're like oh okay well we'll we'll think about it and then like we had it in the store anyway and at the one at my location like i said this isn't safe like why are we doing this and then like the meeting was and and then mark said well because of what happened in september i didn't feel comfortable having a meeting over zoom Mm -hmm. i'm like so like it's his personal feelings you know taking place over like the safety of his employees and then, and then the meeting was over. We had like 45 minutes left in that meeting. And then it was like, then it was done. But yeah, and then like some, some of the stuff happened where like we, yeah, they had the eventually, because we had like multiple COVID cases mm-hmm. where people would just get like removed from the schedule mysteriously. Jesus. And no one was informed if they were potentially exposed to COVID by that's working with so, somebody. That's so dangerous. Yeah. Like not just like bad business practices or like bad labor practices, but that's like a public health issue. Yeah, and there were yeah that's been happening a, l- a lot in the ser- service industry from what I've understood. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like you would have to like text somebody, be like, "Hey, do you have COVID?" Like you know, and, and um, yeah, uh, and they never they like weren't closing when somebody tested positive. Um, and eventually, which like plenty of other places were closing, and it like wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, we're closed for two weeks." It's like, "Okay, you're doing the correct thing." And eventually they did close in December because there was somebody who got COVID and like exposed so many people that they couldn't even func- like function as a store. So everybody was oh my God. out. 
and the store was closed. But then on Instagram, they're like, "We're closed. This store is closed for repairs." Oh, bullshit! And, those fucking liars. And so we got a bunch of people, like friends and former coworkers, to comment on the Instagram page and be like, "Hey, why are you lying about this?" So, and then within like I don't know an hour or two of people doing that, they had posted like an actual COVID, like, yeah, we are closed for COVID. They had scrubbed every mention of them being closed for repairs. So they never copped the lying about it. Mm-hmm. They were only they were only like honest about it when we like pressured them into it. Um, but then Mark found out about that and they found out he found out that what uh, like one of the people who was involved with it and was going to fire her. And then like because he like pulled her into a meeting and then one of my other uh, co-organizers went in there and was like, if you fire her, I'm leaving. And so he reduced it to like a two week suspension, which is still like retaliation. But, yeah, you know, if that if if only one person threatening to walk uh you know is that effective imagine what everybody yeah <laughs> totally um, yeah uh so yeah my coworker uh, got suspended for two weeks i was fired a few days after that they pulled me into the office and said uh also during the meeting where my my coworker got suspended he told her i know you're not the only person involved with this um, so it was like directly provable that it was like a retaliation wow yeah and uh he also like compared my coworkers to like the Trump people who like stormed the Capitol, oh my which is God. like fucked up because uh, it had happened like, I don't know, probably like a week or two before that. You, and you fighting for basic rights is fascist. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the uh, I, I I would like love to say and like, oh, my God, it's so shocking. Liberals would do this. But it's like, yeah, that sounds about Live right. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> Um, so, um, so I do want to like try to, um, cause we don't, we don't have a ton of time left. Um, I do want to talk about like, if you can Flynn, like I would love to know about some of the like tactical successes, like what worked and maybe some, some learnings and then just tell mm-hmm. us like how that, how it all played out and like what's next. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. So we went public like really after I was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it wasn't okay. really, uh, within, it was kind of like not how we planned it, but that's, that's how it kind of shook out but we got a we got a ton of public support um and there are people who are like oh like i really loved you on a friend it's like really bumping me out that mm-hmm. you know this is the situation and uh, we had people like calling the store to make sure that because uh we wanted to make sure that like her coworker had been suspended would return to her regular schedule and not get her hours cut or like whatever else like other fuck shit so um mm-hmm. we had people calling in so we did like we did a few different call-in things. We did that. We called in to get like they were either trying to have another in-store meeting, and we got that canceled uh, because people calling in and coming to the store saying like you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. We had um, we had a few different pickets outside. Nice. We did like be- when we finally filed for the uh, election, which was also like because of turnover being what it is. Mm-hmm. Like people would sign, people would like get hired be like this why is this store like this and i'm like yeah it's weird right do you want to sign a union petition they're like yeah i would and then they like quit two weeks later which like you know i I can't fault anybody for that but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but like it meant like i had to keep getting signatures so that we hit like the numbers that we were supposed to have which you know like theoretically you can file for a union election with 30 percent of the shop signed onto a petition but that Mm -hmm. is like not the numbers that you want going in you want is like 
you want like a super majority of workers because they're mm-hmm. going to try to file like whittle that down, uh, which is exactly mm-hmm. what he what he did. Yeah. So like we did. We, yeah, we had some like we had picket lines like they were most like informational pickets being like, hey, this is like what the situation is. Uh, don't a friend right now. Um, we wanted to be really careful about like because there's already like a standing like informal boycott of the Highland Park Donut store because like they were donut friends like a gentrifying business. It was like one of the first businesses to kind of muscle its way in mm-hmm. um, as people in in Highland Park were getting displaced. And that's like another thing that we were like, yeah, like you should be like a better part of this yeah. community if you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, which he was like really upset about the like idea that he was like <coughs> doing gentrification. And I'm like, I'm not putting, we're like, we're not trying to like put you in front of like a fucking tribunal or anything. You could just like, there are things yeah. you can do yeah. to, you know, to remedy this uh, short of like just leaving entirely. But but yeah, like we went and so like we, we had we so we wanted to make sure we were like in line with that boycott, which like affected like whether or not we were going to, you know, do certain things. And um, but yeah, we had like picket lines. Uh, we picketed um, when we asked we asked him for voluntary recognition because mm-hmm. we had the numbers to do that. Yeah. And he decided to take it to a, he was like no it's got to go to a vote oh my god and um we had we picketed on national donut day um we had pickets outside like on theoretically the busiest day of any donut shops uh year he cut oh, production wow. ahead of time because he thought that we were gonna like impact business so badly that he yeah he was just like i'm just cutting our, our normal donut day production back so um yeah yeah, and then we got some other. Uh, there were some bands who were like supportive of us. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, like who? So actually, okay. So I'm gonna say um, Sadie from Speedy Ortiz was like a day one. Sadie, uh, shout out to Sadie, and yeah, because I told them I was like doing this, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm like down to help you, like however I can. And so yeah, they like they reached out to like a bunch of different different bands, and um, and got we got some some support. So yeah, we did we did like a few different like pickets and that and that kind of thing. But yeah, so eventually the what happened was so Mark was like, okay, it's got to go to a vote, and then immediately he mm-hmm. tries to get this like election thrown out entirely. He hired like this union busting guy to uh, basically they're like, Donut Friend Unite is not really a union, like doesn't meet the like whatever like a union supposed to like be or whatever. Eat a fucking dick, dude. <laughs> uh, they were like, there are too many. Uh, they were trying to assert that the the shift leads are supervisors as per like the labor code, mm-hmm. which they aren't. Uh, the labor board ruled that they aren't supervisors <laughs> for the labor code. Um, and because that's like that was like a third of our yes votes. Yeah. And they were like, no, they're management. They can't vote in this thing. And the labor board's like, well, no, there was no sufficient evidence to determine that they are management. And yeah, and then like basically they they threw a bunch of stuff like you shouldn't even have be able to have an election because of like yeah too, too many manage managers in in this voting unit or whatever. Uh, a labor a labor board like struck mm-hmm. all that shit down. Uh, they're like no, you can have that. You can have the voting unit um, with maybe an exception of like one person who was a special circumstance. But like yeah, yeah, we got to have an election <laughs> um, at all. Um, but yeah, it was like I I sat in on like a couple of the hearings and it was just really aggravating <laughs> to watch uh, and and to like because like intellectually like I'm like yeah every boss like sucks pretty much like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of bosses are the worst people on earth. So like I know that intellectually, but then like stuff that would ha- it would be like stuff that would happen. I'm like, oh, like I'm surprised by this, and like I shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but I am. 
he said that we were like because of all the um because we had shift leads in the voting unit we were like breaking the law oh my god and like trying to like criminalize us to like discourage people from voting for the union which is like really fucked up um and it's like super fucked up nobody gets jail time for like having a voting unit that isn't meet labor code that just means that some people can't vote in the election like so i'm speaking of the election like so you get to this point I want to know, like, what was the outcome and sort of, like, what happens now? And then, like, what are some takeaways? Like, if you had to tell some of our listeners who are mm-hmm, interested yeah. in organizing their own shops, like, what's some stuff that you could share based on your experience? Yeah. Um, so we lost the election. <laughs> uh, and Damn. it was a mail-in ballot election. Mm-hmm. Is that typical? So they, the decision, they made the decision to do mail-in because of COVID. Got it. And like otherwise, we probably could have had it in sto- in shop. So yeah, so we had, so we had a mail in. Uh, who oversees the counting of those ballots? The labor board does. So the labor board does. Okay. Each party can have an like an official observer for the election. So like our lawyer was our official observer, and also yeah, like shout out to Natalie who like did all of our legal stuff for free. <laughs> like I, yeah, wow. uh, uh, she she was also hero shit. Yeah, she was also like a union. Uh, she organized a union at a hotel b- before she was a lawyer. So like. Uh, she was really great to have and just yeah really glad that she like offered to help us yeah so we we lost like two votes and it was like pretty low turnout uh for voting um which yeah which was a bummer um because yeah we had a lot of people who were like voted who signed yes and Mm -hmm. thought they're you know you think they're they're committed to voting but like also the thing is too like i don't know i don't know how many people just didn't vote or and how many people like didn't get their ballots in in time because like there was like a cutoff mm-hmm. point where they stopped counting accepting ballots um so yeah. so if their ballot didn't arrive in the mail by the deadline it just wasn't counted so like there very right. well could have been people who sent theirs in it just wasn't received in time that sucks yeah 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 so like my i mean my main fear was like i didn't want any of my you know co-workers to be discouraged from organizing in general if this didn't mm-hmm. go our way and but it seems like that hasn't discouraged the people i've organized with so I'm, I'm glad about that um good um but yeah i think as far as like a takeaway i think that like number one i think you want to i think people can people can surprise you you can have people who mm-hmm. are like i don't know if this person's going to be on board and it turns out they're super down you get a person you can have somebody who signs your petition and then uh rolls <laughs> and then rolls on you Damn. um yeah that fucking snake shit. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Did that happen? Oh yeah. I will say I got I had more of the former where I was like, I don't know if this person's gonna be down. And then they're like, turns out they're like, yeah, absolutely, like like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would I would say talking to people about it's 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 really it's really good to like talk to other people you work with and be like, hey, this this sucks, right? Like this isn't just like in my mm-hmm. head. This actually does suck. And then yeah. and then yeah, you like you all realize like yeah, actually this does suck and we should do something about it. And I think that's really powerful. Um, yeah, I think also just like go. I don't you know I obviously like this is all like hindsight stuff, but like I feel like there are points that maybe we could have like gone harder than we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like really organized people to like walk out because like we never did a walk out and we never did a strike yeah i i, <laughs> I, I don't know go hard go harder than we did i guess is the guess is the, is the <laughs> yeah. word for that and then uh because like you can yeah. and you should yeah also just like because the other thing too i think we had a lot of trouble with be- because people were being capped at one like you know, at some point they were like, okay, you can only work at one location, you know, so if you were, if you only, if you mostly work downtown, we're keeping you downtown. If you only work at Highland Park, we're keeping you there. 
so and and then like you couldn't even like so it was like a lot harder to get in touch with people if you didn't really know people like you know across locations so like the so there was like a communication issue and just like making Mm -hmm. but I i think just like having people a little more like intentionally organized to be like okay you're like the floor you're the per- you're the like these are the people on the floor who are like following up with everybody um like stewards yeah and like we did have that to a degree um but mm-hmm. i think we could have been a little more intentional about it but yeah just like following up with and it's like if it's a mail-in ballot like follow up with people <laughs> make sure that they're like they're like hey you mail your your ballot in right and yeah i think just like being a little more and yeah just because of like because of covid and like how the schedule was you know uh structured and, and all this stuff like i think it did like kind of create a lot of barriers for directly talking to people because directly talking to people is like the best way to organize them Mm -hmm. um like i would send like you know we would send out emails like giving broad updates for everybody but it's like you know i don't know who fucking reads those emails like it's it's better to like talk to people one-on-one um because like you Mm want to make sure that you have you want to form like an actual like real connection with your coworkers because like you're all in the shit together and definitely and yeah that like you know <laughs> um yeah. just, just having having an email list doesn't cut it like but like i went like i was like i was the weirdo who was like waiting for people outside of work uh like in the parking lot to get them to for like to for petition signatures and that kind of stuff and i was uh but like i mean and, and my my other organizers or uh, the other people in the in the committee were also like you know going out of their way to talk to people and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I will say, yeah, like you might have to find times where, yeah, yeah, you might be waiting in the parking lot outside of work, and it feels weird. It feels weird to do, but it's fine. <laughs> like, um, uh, just like because, yeah, because you, you, that might be the best time to catch somebody. Yeah, yeah, this is all great advice. Um, I was, I was telling Yessi on our last recording that I, I, we actually unionized our workplace and, uh, when I lived in Florida years ago, we won our strike. Like we went on, we walked out, we went on strike and we won our strike after nice. like a week and a half of, um, I think, I think it was actually less than that because we impacted the business so badly. Uh, cause you're striking right outside the Hell business yeah. on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people were like, people were like seeing us turning into the business and then turning back out and around. It was one of those deals. But yeah, like it, it, what you said about going bigger is especially important because when, when we did it, we had a list of demands ready in case they were, didn't want to listen to us even talk. We were all just like doing contingency plans basically of like, like, okay, what, what if this doesn't work out? What's our next move? And having that next level of like a mm-hmm. foresight of being like, okay, if this doesn't work, what's mm-hmm. next is so critical before you, you, yeah. you know, present whatever demands that you have. You have to really be talking with whoever has signed on to this and figuring out like, if this happens, what mm-hmm. then? If this happens, what then? And because we talked about it beforehand, I think that lent to our strategy actually like winning. Mm. Yeah, because they did try to do a lot of shit. Like they tried to conquer and divide. They tried to reach out to people individually, promise stuff to individuals and hoping that we wouldn't talk to each other about it, that they'd take the bait. And because we all decided open communication yeah. was, cre- was was like critical and all this, whenever that would happen, we would go to each other and be like, this is what they said to me. What did they say to you? You know, so it was stuff like that, you know, just being able to like text each other and be like, what did they say to you today? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, fuck, I can't even believe I like didn't 
didn't even mention this. They also like hired a ton of new people. Oh, right. Also, yeah, a, big, also a big uh, uh, classic uh, union busting thing, too. They'll just hire a bunch of new employees yeah. um, who don't know what's going on. And, um, and it's like right before the right yeah. before the election. So it's like really hard to get people on board. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And then like Mark's niece was like suddenly <laughs> suddenly back on payroll, like right before uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of family and family friends um, mm-hmm. working at working at Dona Friend, which I'm just right. like, these people aren't going to be held to the same standard as, it's not even necessarily that they're bad people, it's just like, they're just like, not going to be held to a standard that her. the rest of us are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Well, so, so what's next for you, Flynn? Like, what's, what have you got on deck and what are you, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm just vibing. Hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking for a new job. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's weird because just like, because this was such like a big part of my life for the past couple of years i'm just like yeah i'm like what am i what am i doing <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to figure that out and yeah just like there's so like other organizing work that i've like stepped away from recently um just for like capacity and like mental health reasons and yeah mm-hmm. so i'm i think i'm just like mostly just trying to like collect myself uh mm-hmm. before trying to do anything <laughs> else i mean besides your art um, besides yeah oh yeah i, I do i do art I, <laughs> oh how cool uh yes and i have never met uh but the <laughs> um yeah i draw uh i draw comics and stuff and i'm currently doing a lot of uh commission work um that's awesome yeah if people want to <laughs> <laughs> where can we find your oh, artwork yeah. Let's, all right don't be shy um, now so I am on Twitter at Ice Level. That's me, and yeah, I post. I mostly just post like a lot of like really dumb shit. So like, if you are going there, ask like for like labor insights. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> manage your expectations, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I post. Uh, I post art I'm working on sometimes. Uh, yeah, and, and you're and open for I don't commissions. Know. I'm open for commissions. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's just like really forcing me to like. I don't like like promoting myself. Ah! Um, so yes, he, yes, he's. I'm just like doing that for me. Tell. We can nice. tell. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm open for commissions. Uh, I have a page. I can I plug my yeah, Patreon or is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, do it. Go uh, for it. I have a, I have a competing Patreon. Uh, <laughs> hot Flynn agenda. <laughs> yeah, hot Flynn agenda. <laughs> Uh, no, I post um, I post just like sketches and and stuff that I, I yeah just like whatever um, and it's one of those things where I was like if you want to give me a dollar a month for this great <laughs> um, but yeah so I, I do that yeah. uh, sometimes I'm like oh yeah I do have a I do have a Patreon and I forget to tell people about it yeah so that's what I'm doing uh, oh, yeah. just drawing stuff drawing stuff I, and I may or may not. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I may or may not be starting restarting a comic that I did for a little while. Hell yeah. That's great. But yeah, but Flynn, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it was just really nice talking to you and um, finding out more about, you know, what people are doing to organize in their workplace. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, if anybody wants to organize their uh, food service uh, place of work in Los Angeles, hit me up. Yeah, and we want to keep hearing from folks. Like, so if you have a labor project, if you have an organizing project, email us at hotgirlagenda at gmail. Um, let us know about what you're doing because we care and we want to uplift that shit. So, mm-hmm. Flynn, thank you so much again. Yes, absolutely. Okay, y'all. We'll see you next time on Bye. the Hot Girl Agenda. Peace out. Bye.